0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with great rising artists. And as always, we have a really great show, and today it's no different. We've got the awesome Caitlin Baker. Um little background with her. My wife is really excited about this one because my wife is from a small, small, small town that nobody's never heard of called Beds Creek, Kentucky, which is an outskirt of Pikeville, Kentucky. But yes, hours Pike away, County, Kentucky. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a few hours away is Pound, Virginia, which is where Caitlin Baker is from. And they're all in the Appalachian Mountains, so it's really, really cool, and a really beautiful area up there. So, Caitlin, are you here?
1: I am. Thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) It was our pleasure. So if we get started here, tell us a little bit about, of course, even though I already said where you're from, but you can still say it again, but where you're from, what your hobbies are outside of music, just the fluff, fluff stuff right now.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, like you said, I'm from Virginia. It's a little town called Pound. Uh, we don't even have a red light. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> same as my town. <laughs> right? It's great. It's great. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love, you know, of course I love music. That's, you know, my main, I like to call it a hobby, but it's also, of course, something that I do on the daily. I'm just lucky that I get to do it. Um you know, full-time, but I love to fish, and I also love oh, wow. to test out a bunch of new restaurants and different foods that I've never really had, so I'm really into traveling and, and um, checking out different foods and things.
0: Oh, you awesome. know, they say that, that there was a survey recently that said, um, said well, t- two surveys I read I think you'll find interesting. One is the more live concerts you attend, the and healthier, you will, your life will be. And oh, the second a pretty survey, <laughs> the second survey was, the more you travel, the health happier and healthier you'll be. So let's combine those.
1: <laughs> well, then I am doing pretty dang good then. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I thought that was, I always thought that was interesting because the two different surveys kind of connect because you know you travel and go go to concerts, so you you know that's yeah. your that you, I, that's the best case scenario. Totally. <laughs> So what's something quirky about you that no that most people don't know that would be find it
1: interesting? <laughs> quirky.
0: Yeah. Oh. We got to do some fun well, before we get serious.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, this is probably super weird and I'll probably regret saying this, but <laughs> I have this thing. <laughs> I cannot go to bed at night unless I wash my feet. So like I never sleep with socks on, so I have to make sure mm-hmm. that my feet are clean because you know when you're walking around on a hardwood floor or you know even carpets I just feel like my feet are gross so I'm just like I have to wash my feet before I go to bed always <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: interesting
1: I understand that <laughs> I guess that's probably super weird maybe but that's a quirky thing about myself that but, but you I know, feel like I've cool had that. people in the past they're like why do you do that and I'm like um so my sheets they really clean you don't want to track in dirt in your bed right
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you um grew up in pound virginia how much have, has the city itself supported you because as you're rising you're putting pound on the map now
1: you know all of my family is in pound the majority of them anyway and it's just so important for me, um, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier before the interview, and I mentioned to you that you know like I said, all my family's there, so I like to come into town yeah. as often as I can um I really feel like- t- pound is so small, and there's mm-hmm. it's really limited to kind of um I guess like the festivals and fairs and things that we kind of have in that that region. But one thing that I have really grown to really appreciate about pound is the love that people have for music. You know, Dr. Ralph Stanley is from Clintwood, Virginia, which is, you know, right right next door. And, you know, people are just have, they've always been surrounded by music, including all of my family, my papa plays music. Um, so they're very supportive. And I really feel like it's a lot of it has to do with how many incredible musicians and talent comes from that area. Um, it's just amazing to me to kind of look back on everything and just see how many people are, you know, just incredible, um, players, musicians, singers, whatever.
0: And, and you know, I wish more people were like you and I'm putting you up there with Darius Rucker here now. Um, with, as you know, with, like with Darius Rucker, he's from Charleston. So many wow. of his videos were filmed in Charleston. He wrote songs about oh, Charleston.
3: Yes, a lot of he, them. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: in fact, he was just recently named that uh, of the Ambassador of the Year last year because of his Charleston roots. You know, um, for South noticed, Carolina uh,
2: tourism.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I've noticed with you a lot. You've done several songs about Powell, Virginia, and I love that. You just don't see that no more. Well, it's almost oh, like well, they really love so much.
1: Well, it's important to me. It's you know, who I am, it's where I grew up and it's really molded the person that I am today. So I'm very appreciative of where I come from and you know, I talk about it in every show that I have and of course I have the Heart of Appalachia song, which is the official tourism song for the Heart mm-hmm. of Appalachia Tourism Authority. Oh wow. And it you know, oh, it's awesome. just thank you. It's just it's really <laughs> powerful to me to be able to talk about where I'm from in the coal industry mm-hmm. and um, you know, my dad was a miner, my grandfather retired from the coal mines and so it's just important. Oh, well for me my to dad talk about was a coal things.
3: miner too. Yes. That's no, awesome. Yeah, I
2: mean, yes, heard, and, dad, and he
3: actually and he knew Ralph Stanley. I recently found out that he used to play music when he was young and all that and he had actually met Ralph Stanley back then. I recently found that out, so I thought that was that's so interesting. That, but yeah, de- definitely a music rich area and a great area to grow up in.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. And you know, Ralph too is actually in the Heart of Appalachia music video along with Larry Cordle, which
0: oh, both wow. of them are
1: really well known for just their bluegrass music. They're incredible yes, bluegrass yes. musicians and um you know, like we were talking about, again, that's just another example example of talent in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So who's been some of your most supportive behind your music the most? I guess your parents would be one of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my dad. My dad is my best friend, and he really has been the biggest supporter and encouraging person in my life. Um, When I was a kid, I was absolutely terrified of anything Mm -hmm. that had to do with being in front of people and I really remember from, like, an early age, maybe seven or eight years old, I used to sing in church, and um, I would be so nervous that my legs were shaking, and I used to have Mm -hmm. this piece of paper that had my lyrics on it, and I would put it above my face so nobody could actually see me. And I was was so scared. Um, My dad was always, you know, so positive and, and, you Mm -hmm. know, always told me that I – you know I was going to do great things and I was you know so talented Mm -hmm. and and he did it in a loving way but he was also um, very critiqueful to me in a in a nice way but you know if something sounded bad he would be the first one to be like okay well (laughs) it's not good (laughs) Uh, but I appreciate that and I still appreciate appreciate that to this day because Mm -hmm. I know I can call my dad and be like hey do you think this looks good and he'll be like no I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, and, and I'm so glad you went there because I'm, all, I'm like, okay, is she reading my questions? Because one of my questions was about whoever your most supportive person was tell us a dad story. That's where I a was born. A dad going. story? And, yeah.
2: yeah and, you, <laughs> and you kind
0: of, and you, so you kind of went there. So I was like, oh, this Aww. is cool. Because I was, I, again, I like to get behind the artist because it's not just about the artist. It's about everything behind them, not and, you know, that makes the artist. And your dad really yeah, totally. you, you, can tell.
1: Yeah, my dad, and of course, I can't forget about my <laughs> mom. She, you know, was always along any of the journeys that we had. I can't tell you how many times that I mm-hmm. sat in the back of a car while my parents drove hours upon hours to take me to a show or to, mm-hmm. you know, a voice lesson or mm-hmm. piano lesson or just something that was always beneficial to, you know, my goals. And also they just were so supportive. So, I'm very, very lucky to have really amazing parents
0: that believe
1: in me and support
0: me. And that's good because, you know, when you start talking to a lot of artists, that's, that's a lot of times one thing that's missing out there, I think, is because, you know, a lot of times parents are like, well, I want my child to be a doctor or I want my child to yeah. be a lawyer. And, and they don't realize, I mean, I've got friends of mine that, if, that when you sit down with them, they've been 15 years in their profession and they're miserable and I'm like and I'm like why are you miserable you're at the top of your career oh i never wanted to do this well what do you mean you never wanted to do this oh my parents pushed me this way yeah so that's so they're, often they're, the case they're, they're destroying their life right now i've got friends that destroyed their marriages destroyed their families all because they weren't ha- they they went a route that they knew they shouldn't have all right. the people the <laughs> people so I think and – I, and, I, and I always bring this, stuff, this type of stuff up on these columns because I want parents to understand, you know what, maybe, that maybe your son or your daughter won't make it in the industry or make it in whatever they're trying to do. It's not just necessarily artists. But you know what, if you can just support them, and if they do fall, be their, be their comfort without saying, I told you so, because that's what they need.
1: Amen. Amen. I agree 100% with that. And, you know, if I ever far in the future have kids, you know, I want to be that for my kids as well because I just think it's so important to be supportive. And again, I'm just so glad that I had parents and I still have parents that are, you know, so supportive of everything that I'm doing because it's very tough. And there's a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking to people, um, some things are kind of hard to explain because it's it's really not a nine to five job like I'm constantly working all the time on on yeah. things from pretty much the moment I wake up until the time that I go to bed and it's um it's a challenge, but I think that my dad also because he owns his own business and he's always mm-hmm. been kind of mm-hmm. creative in his own way, he knew that he knew it was going to take a lot of work first of all, but he also knew that he needed to support whatever any of his girls decided to do. So I think that's a great way to look at it.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. So at this point in your life, what drives Caitlin?
1: What drives me? Yeah. Jeez. I just think I have, (laughs) this year is going to be one of the busiest years I've ever had between We announced a European um, tour um, along with new music that I'm working on, and I'm getting Mm. married this year. My sister just had a baby. It's like all these things. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I just think I I get my drive from my dad. I think at the end of the day I always just think, okay, what can I do to make myself better? And I'm not just necessarily talking about within – the music industry, but just overall, like, how can I make Mm -hmm. myself a better person? And I strive to do that every single day. And sometimes I feel like I fall short, but, um, I think that's just where you surround yourself with really great people who encourage you to be the best person that you can be. And,
0: you know, have Mm -hmm. a lot of
1: motivation and drive and be passionate about what you do. So I think just like I said, just at the end of the day, I just try to always reevaluate all the steps that I took during that day um mm-hmm. and just see what I can improve on the next day. So I think it's just the the drive to to become better at what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: So what does your seem to be hubby think about all this?
3: <laughs>
1: well he <laughs> does the same thing that I do. He's in the music business as well. Oh, so okay. sometimes oh, okay. that complicates things a bit, but it's also <laughs> <laughs> it's also really great because he's he understands one hundred percent and we're very um Supportive of each other, and I think I've had mm-hmm. a lot of people ask me in the past, like, "How do you do it? How do y'all both do the same thing?" I'm like, "We're on two totally different. We may be in the same, you know, genre of music, but we're doing such mm-hmm. different things. Um, it never really even is an issue ever. So um, he's really excited, especially about this European tour that I'm doing, and he's actually able yeah. to go with me. Um, oh, that's awesome! My first time overseas, oh, okay. and he's going to play guitar for me. So anytime." Like I'll be on the road with him this weekend doing background vocals, and Mm -hmm. um, he'll occasionally be able to sneak out and um, you know play guitar or maybe do some background vocals or something for me. So it works really great.
0: (laughs) And see, I think that's where people they don't. uh, See, Sam and I we've been for seventeen years, basically a twenty four seven couple. You know, you you get both of us when you got either. And people always say the same thing: How do y'all do all that? And they they don't get it. You know, when you work together, it's it it. If you can do that, grant, I know there are some couples that probably fight all the time, and I get that. But for mm-hmm. the most part, if, if you could figure out how to work together as a married couple, it, it adds so much more value to your marriage. You know, like, like can you imagine, let's say down the road, a couple of years down the road, what if a record label comes in and wants both of y'all on the same label? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be incredible. And see, so, some people would say that's bad. But I think that would be awesome, and maybe I do a lot of marriage teaching and stuff, and I just think that – and, I, again, I don't never tell people they should they should live the way standing I live. I know people would kill each other if they did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that there's a lot of people that's went the other extreme, because, of course, we're extreme, we know that. We, you know. But mm-hmm. I think in yeah. this day and time, a lot of married couples have went – the other way, where they're never together, and I'm like, well, what's the how's that working for you? You know, <laughs> you know Yeah. I, I think that you gotta have you gotta be together some, and I think if you can work together, and you can pull it off, man, it, it'll add so much more value to your marriage. I'm I applaud you for doing some things together. Like this. it's great that you found somebody within the industry because I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. If you've got a strong passion. It's really tough to build if your spouse doesn't at least somewhat have a passion towards that, because it may, then at least they understand you.
1: Yeah, totally. I agree.
0: Because it. <clears throat> so, what are some of you know? As we start looking at some of the highlights now. Um, as you look back on your your past now, what you've been doing so far? What are some moments where you were like, "Wow, I got to do that."
1: Oh, my gosh, there's so many, to be honest. Um, I feel like it's hard to name just one. Um, You know, I think one of the most memorable moments in my career so far really has to be, if if we're talking, I'm going to talk show-wise. So Mm
2: -hmm, a couple
1: years ago, I was in Colorado, and I had the opportunity to play a show um, at this festival called Country country jam Colorado and Mm -hmm. um, Brad Paisley was performing there that day and they had incredible acts pretty much all throughout the day but Brad Paisley was their headliner and I just remember I had played two shows earlier in the day and one of the I'm not really sure who exactly it was but I remember I had my publicist with me and he had talked to somebody that was over the festival and they asked if I Mm -hmm. would sing the national anthem um, right before oh, wow. Brad Paisley came out, and they were doing this thing that that night for the troops, and it was really a beautiful ceremony that kind of took place, but I just remember walking out on stage and just looking at the crowd, and there was like thirty mm-hmm. to 40,000 people out there. Oh, wow. And, um, wow. you know, I, I got up there, I sang the, the national anthem, and everybody was just, it was so loud. Everybody was <laughs> singing it back. With me and I just had chills all over me and I just remember walking <laughs> off stage and I was just falling. I mean, I could mm-hmm. not even oh, keep uh... it together. I was just so <laughs> overwhelmed. I think just by mm-hmm. the whole entire experience. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that probably is one of the most powerful moments that um, that I have this far in my career. Just just the fans that was out there that night was incredible and um, the energy that was there. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a
0: lot of sense. You know, again, I, I know people that's like on speaking side. I know people that's spoken for 20, 30,000 people. And they're like that, that for very first class, like, well, what's it like that for the first time? And i are like, well, to be honest with you, it's like a blur because I've seen this in my mind thousands of times. <laughs> oh, but yeah. They were like, but they're like that moment that you step out on that stage and then you get in the zone. It says, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. And
1: what's crazy is during that moment, I, you know, I was nervous, uh, Mm -hmm. but I was also so grateful that I had that opportunity. But like 10 minutes before I even walked out on stage, I was having a nosebleed and I had never had that happen before. And I just, I don't know if it was just the altitude or what, but that day I had several nosebleeds. So I was, like, really concerned I was going to be singing the National Anthem and just my nose start pouring oh. the blood. And I'm like, oh, how wow. terrible would that be? It didn't happen, oh, God. thank God, but it was definitely in the back of oh, my mind. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's wow. funny. that you. Now, granted, this is way lower scale than that, but I can relate to that because when we first launched the Christmas Sandy show, I told Sandy, I don't have a problem talking. I can talk. I can talk all day long if you want. Um, That's not a problem. My issue is technology. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. this is live. So you you can't, you know, when you're live, you can't control what happens sometimes. So I'm like, my fear with doing this, the first show that we did um, was, what if blog talk just shuts down or something? What am I supposed to do? And, And I guess God heard me. And says, okay, if that's your worst fear, let's go on and allow that to happen to get it out of the way. Because a yeah. couple minutes into the interview, <laughs> sure enough, everything went blank. Because we're all on phones, Sandy come running into mm-hmm. the room I'm in and said, well, what's going on? I, I don't know. And then. Um, I can't Ashlyn, hear anybody, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like it went blank.
0: And then Ashlyn Grace, who we were interviewing at the time, she private messaged me and says, um, "I think I'm kicked off or something." I'm like, um, "I don't know. I don't know what's going on." So we all kind of logged back in, still in the same session, about a three minute span, and we, we were able to finish everything off. But it was funny because, again, that was what I, that was my worst fear, and God made it happen.
1: <laughs> oh man! Well. At least (laughs) you got that over with, and you know (laughs) you will survive if it ever happens again.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we talked about some of the highlights, let's talk about, let's flip the script script a little bit, and talk about some of the struggles that you've been through in your life through music and even your life in general. Um, Tell us a little bit about, like, maybe a few years ago, the guitarist and all that. That's a touching story.
1: Well, you know, this is always it's a tough thing to really talk about, but I feel like at this point in my life and also my career it's been a really important thing for me to shed light yeah. upon. Um I was actually on Radio Tour a couple of years ago, um, with my really great friend and guitarist. His name was Thomas E Step. We were promoting a song, the radio called to Pieces, and so we I think we're on Radio Tour for like seven or eight months or something like that. So, I mean, it was a pretty big gap of time that we were just traveling all around on the various radio stations. And you really get to know somebody on a deep level when you're trapped in a car with them for hours and hours and hours. Uh, So he Mm -hmm. quickly became a very, very important person in my life, like a brother. Um, Mm -hmm. And his mom was um, and still is a very important person in my life. And I'll never forget this moment. I actually had texted him. It was on New Year's Eve, and we were planning on going out to some kind of uh, New Year's Eve party that they had. And last minute, something happened that I decided not to go. And so Mm -hmm. I had texted him, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. And um, I got a message from him a little bit later on in the night. It was probably... I think probably one or something in the morning, and he obviously Mm -hmm. was wishing me Happy New Year's and uh, was so excited for the opportunity to play music. And, you know, it was just really a really heartfelt message. And um, I just remember around 6 or 7 in the morning, um, I found out that he was hit by a drunk driver um, Mm. on the interstate. And it was really hard for me to believe it. At that moment because I had just talked to him and, you know, he was 21 years old and I I Mm -hmm. never really had somebody in my life that was so young um, and Mm -hmm. unexpectedly just pass away like that. And it really rocked my world and I had no idea whether or not I was going to be able to continue to do the shows that I had booked um, just because I really was not in an emotional good state of mind at all. Um, I remember I actually had to continue to do some of the shows and I would just have to like walk off the stage and it was really hard for a while and I couldn't write any music Um, and I really just started to question like you know what if I had been in the car I was supposed to be there with him like you know maybe if I said Mm -hmm. I needed to stop and get something to drink like would it have changed anything and so that's what my mind just kept going in circles over and over again and you could
0: have been with him then though.
1: Right. I mean, I, all those things went through my mind and yeah. I just knew that when I finally got to a place, which first of all, I owe a lot to my band and also my family because, mm-hmm. you know, they were mm-hmm. devastated as well. And I felt like we really relied upon each other during that time to kind of mend in a way. I, I think yeah. we were all just so sad and heartbroken mm-hmm. that something that traumatic had happened to somebody that we cared about, um, it was really great to have people that understood everything that we were going through and to be able to lean Mm -hmm. on them. Um, So when I finally got to a place where I could start writing music, um, I ended up writing Blackbird with my other um, guitarist, his name's Aaron Lee, and he was also incredibly close with Thomas. And we knew that we wanted to write a song um, that was called Blackbird because that was actually Mm – what we called him. That was his nickname. And um, Aaron and I, I knew I said, okay, I know that when I finish this EP, I want to dedicate this whole entire project to him and be able to talk about driving under the influence of alcohol and maybe stop somebody else from, you know, getting on the Mm -hmm. road and and causing somebody danger Mm -hmm. or taking a life or whatever that may be. So I knew going into that project that that's what I wanted to do would, you know, would be able to talk about Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still difficult and, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. really close with his mom and he, she still has a, a very, very, very hard time on a daily basis dealing with the law. Um, so it's, it, it's just really sad to know that these kinds of things still go on with the fact that we have Ubers and taxis and, mm-hmm. you know, call us Call a friend mm-hmm. if you're going to be out drinking, yeah. whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Just take extra precaution, mm-hmm. you know, and don't get on the road.
0: Definitely. And you know what? That's since right. we talked about Blackbird, um, we'll, it's going to be a little bit later in the show, but you know what? Great segment to go into it. So we're going to take a small break and then come back and bird, and then we'll discuss a little more.
3: Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast
0: We also have some other exciting news. Um, as many of you both know, Cindy and I do marriage stuff, and we're about to launch Inspired Marriage podcast. And you, so you can go to inspiredmarriage.com to get more info about that. But we just want to—it's going to be about bringing healing and passion back into marriages because we feel that passion is where what's missing in a lot of marriages, and we want to help them have what we have. And we hope that we can do God's work through this in a ministry style. But anyway. Here is Caitlin, Ka- Caitlin Baker's Blackbird. we song. It Thank is. you yeah. very
1: much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when I was in the process of writing this song with Aaron, we knew that yeah. we did not want some kind of sad, depressing song because Thomas would be so mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was really Im- important for us to write a song that almost embraced who he was as a person. He always stood up for what he believed in. He never backed down from anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we wanted to encompass with this
0: song. Yeah, that, that is really awesome that you honor his Thank spirit you. in that way. So as we get a little bit more, in the, so you recently had some health issues too, didn't you? Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, this year has been pretty crazy so far. <laughs> I'd actually have been sick for a good two years mm-hmm. um, with just a lot of different stomach-related problems and It's really Mm -hmm. tough when a doctor tells you, oh, you have severe acid reflux and you have an ulcer. And so I was constantly just taking so much different types of medications. I think I was on 17 medicines last year for Mm -hmm. acid reflux. Um, And it just got to a point where I really wasn't able to perform a show. Like, I mean, I seriously was just so sick. I would be laying backstage before um, even walking out on the stage to do anything and halfway through it, I, I really thought I wasn't even going to be able to finish the, sh- the show.
2: So I mm-hmm. finally,
1: over Christmas break, um, had to go to the ER and mm. they told me that it was my gallbladder. So I had my wow. gallbladder removed, um, I think a month ago today. <laughs> And I feel well, like a new person. <laughs> well, all I'm good. Sure. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm I'm so thankful I can eat pretty much anything I want now and um I really just feel so thankful. Like I don't know how any mm-hmm. other way to say it. because when you live every single day in just yeah. misery. I mean, I literally had a mm-hmm. heating pad with me at all times. It was in my car, wow. in the bed. I mean, it was like I was attached to a heating pad.
0: So Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm just thankful mm-hmm. that I'm doing well and don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: Oh, wow. and then you had to still perform in all that through all that.
1: Yeah, that was really the tough part because you don't want people to know you're sick, so you're having to like, of course, you know, mm-hmm. put on a, a front that you're just feeling so great and you're smiling when really you're like wanting to go crawl in bed.
0: <laughs> wow. So what? So what are some of the sacrifices you've had to make make for your career? And the reason I ask this, I always ask this because um, five five years ago, um, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls. And one of the the advice she gave people who are artists was, and she said, because she was full-time doing this, and she said, um, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time because, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that, and just keep music a hobby. You see, he talked about the sacrifice, body, the, the the rough that goes through your body, how you have to eat, just everything that you have to. That it's not just you, but your whole family has to sacrifice. He just told it all. So I like to ask that too, you know, about what what are some of the sacrifices that that you've had to make as you're trying to rise in this crazy little musical dream that you got. And we all both know that we all crazy. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, there's really a lot of things to be quite honest with you. Um you know, I've I've been doing this close to a decade now and mm-hmm. technically over a decade now, but wow. Um my sister and I both were homeschooled um mm-hmm. through my high school year. Um so I honestly wasn't mad about it, but I just knew Mm -hmm. that I had to do that and I had to sacrifice being with my friends and Mm -hmm. being able to do normal activities in school because I was so busy that I just did, I couldn't keep missing school and they were going to fail me. So I I just came to the point Mm -hmm. where I had to do that. Um, And of course there's, A lot of I do this full time as well, so I mean, there's a lot of times where you're struggling, thinking, "Oh my gosh, like how am I going to make ends meet?" Like I'm just being Mm honest. So there are so many different things, you know, you miss a lot of family events, birthdays, um, sometimes even Christmases. Sometimes you end up having to rush to try to get to a certain place at a time. Um, So I, I just think you miss out on a lot of opportunities with your family and. Um, I think that can be sometimes a bad thing about, you know, constantly yeah. being busy and constantly doing things like this. So those are the struggles that i face personally.
0: Yeah. And one of the struggles, too, that I've seen out there with women in country, as you know, is country radio. What do you think about what's all going on with uh, this whole battle between men and women on country music?
1: It's pretty crazy. I'm going to be honest. I think I have this conversation with Joe a lot because, you know, he's Mm -hmm. a a male in this industry and me being a female, Mm -hmm. I do see a lot of difference a lot of times. And I never try to be political with anything that I say, especially with this industry. But I just think there needs to be some kind of um, a change, really. And I am seeing a few things different than Mm -hmm. I have you know, within the past couple of years, but, you know, I've taken two different songs to radio and I've done radio tour and Mm -hmm. I've toured, you know, all around the U S and I've done all these things. And I have a lot of amazing talented friends that were, you know, on the voice or American Idol or, um, you know, these really huge platforms and then they get off the show and like they're at a standstill and they don't really know which direction to turn and it's just really mm-hmm. disheartening for me to to see yeah. that sometimes with so many talented women um because i think we have a lot to say and i think that air <laughs> music and you need to say it um exactly and i think that yeah. country music need we they need females and if you look back yep. at people like Shania Twain and and Carrie mm-hmm. and you know Loretta Lynn all these powerhouses that impacted mm. country music so much yep. it was such a turning point, you know. We mm-hmm. we need that now more mm-hmm. than ever.
0: We do. Yeah, because when you look back, and Sandy is what reminded me of this. As we, because we talk about all this all the time, but she reminded me of this. she goes, back, like we said, with Shania, Faith, and all them. She goes, there was a bunch of the 90s. in the '80s and '90s that <coughs> oh, were women. There were. Yeah, you could but turn the on the radio; you'd hear
3: a lot of female artists <laughs> back then.
0: I think so I know when the change happened. If you, you study back. And, again, nothing against this type of music because I do we like it too. But, really, I think the, flip, the switch flipped when bro country be, became a term.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know the statistics or anything like that. I'm sure you could probably Google it and find out for sure. But I know for certain that men are 100% dominating the radio right now. It's pretty much all oh, you yeah. hear. And I'm not mad about it, but I think that we should – Give women the opportunity that yep. we're giving men right now in country music. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and,
0: and, 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 yes, you know, there's I, a I lot read, of great artist.
1: female
3: artists,
0: and you're yeah. one of them. And and well, thank um, yes. And, and um, we got Morgan Miles coming up on Friday. She's another one that's really I love Power Morgan.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's but, great.
0: Yes. Yep. And um, but I seen a stat on, and I don't. I, I guess this may be true. It was either NBC or one of the news stations just recently, because, of course, with the whole um, CMT and all that saying that they're going to do 50-50 split and all that, I guess all these news media is trying to run stories and seeing what the true number is. And i recently mm-hmm. seen that apparently somebody's done the research, and apparently it's 90% men airplay on radio.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right, to be honest. <clears throat>
0: No. Yeah, that probably is. About right I'm surprised it's not higher, it to be honest. hmm Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's some now. Granted, here in Savannah, to be honest, we we've even heard them play multiple songs of women back to back, which you never you you always hear that that's unheard of. And so I guess we got fairly good stations here. And I will tell you, with Gabby with the I hope they play they 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 are murdering that song. I mean, they play they play that every hour. They
3: play it a lot, and that's good like give you
1: another female artist a chance yeah i agree and you know it, it's kind of interesting and granted i don't know a lot about it right now um mm-hmm. i'm going to really soon but um I've, I've noticed just from talking to people and also radio and playlisting and things that are over in europe mm-hmm. it's like they mm-hmm. want women. Like it's like there there's oh, wow. just so many um females being played yeah. over there. And there are men, oh, that's men great. too. But it's like they've like we've not caught on here in the US for some reason <laughs> that like you know, we we need these ladies on the air and we need these ladies to be, you know, on the award shows and and, yep. and have all the, the things yes. that men right now are doing. So I, I hope that there's some kind of positive change. I know CMT is doing some things about it, which is great. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, and I, I definitely think there needs to be some kind of turning point.
0: And, I, and like you said, I think I think we're starting to see a turning point, which is good. I don't think it's turning fast enough, but I do think we're starting to see it. I mean, just like I think um, – I'm not sure how many interviews we've done this year so far, but it's around 25, 26 um, so far. And I think yeah, that – Yeah, somewhere in there. four. I think it's either four or five of them have been guys. We all are supporting so we the ladies. To,
3: <laughs> so, we, yes. so we
0: kind of flipped it the Absolutely. other way, and it's not that we tried to, but it's that's just the, the context that we have, so we're kind of reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, I think that it, And I think and most women I talk to, they, they just want it to be they, – they're not looking for it to be overpowering where it's only women. They They just want it to be balanced.
1: Exactly right. That's exactly right.
0: <clears throat> so, um, we always like to bring our little eight-year-old on here. Um, cause he likes we to do. His especially. name is
3: Christopher. <laughs> he, he's a future podcaster. He's going to have his own show, he says, someday. And he loves to ask one question. <laughs>
0: oh, so okay. Yeah. And it's a family show. We try to make it. And, again, when Kate, Caitlin's 11 months old, so when she gets older, she'll be part of our show, too.
1: <laughs> that is so precious.
0: But yeah, we. we okay, here
1: he that. is. Oh, okay. Here's Christopher. <laughs> okay, hi, Kayla. What's your favorite food? Oh, hi there. You know, I just love so many different types of food, but I think that my favorite would be pizza. Oh, wow. Pepperoni pizza with ranch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he loves that because that's his favorite.
1: Yeah, it's definitely my (laughs) go-to.
0: Ain't that right, little Chris? Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) He kind of didn't know what, (laughs) nobody's ever said pizza, so he got, that's why I had to say something there, (laughs) (laughs)
1: because I I feel like I I
0: say (laughs) something
1: different every time somebody's ever asked me that, but. Yeah, <laughs> I've just kind of narrowed it down to the fact that yeah. I just love to have a nice slice of pizza every now and again. Like, um,
0: yeah, always it's good.
1: good.
0: It's just, it is good. So here's a two-part <laughs> question for you. First, first part you've probably been asked a million times, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. The second part, okay. I don't, I would imagine not many people have asked, but but is if you could co-write with anybody dead or alive, who would it be, and what would y'all write about?
1: Oh man, I would say this one's really tough because like 15 people come to my mind. Um, (laughs) Elvis Presley, and oh wow, the reason why that I say that is because Elvis, he's seriously my favorite artist of all time, if we're being honest here with everything, because I love his. his stage presence, his energy that he brings, um, and I just really have enjoyed pretty much every song that I've ever heard him, you know, perform or cut. Yeah. Um, to be honest, mm-hmm. I have no idea what we would write about, but I'm sure it would be some kind of <laughs> rock and roll jam for sure. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yes.
0: So if there was one song that could describe your life, and it, it could be one of your songs, or it could be somebody else's song, doesn't matter what song, but what song describes your life?
1: Um, Heart of Appalachia. <laughs> For uh,
2: sure. I mean, yeah. cause
1: it's, it's where I'm from. It talks about yep. all mm-hmm. the places that I, you know, all the things I did growing up. So definitely that one out of any song that I've ever cut.
0: That is awesome. awesome. Which of course I kind of figured it would be probably around that one. Cause again, that's, that, that's a really, really awesome song. I think that was the first song that we heard of yours. where We were like, Oh, we I think it her. was.
3: And, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. I love this. Oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can remember, because we, Cindy and I met online back in 02. We she did. From, of course, to Feds Creek, and I'm here. And I can remember the first time I went up there to visit her, which was because she came down here a month later, and then I went up there like two or three months later. But I remember she met me in Pikeville, and my, I had my mom with me, and we because my mom wanted to go to Cincinnati, Ohio to meet with her family. She ain't seen her family in years at that point. So it was like, oh, this perfect. We can make it a whole family trip. So we shot up there. I met Sandy up there, and we, um, Sandy was driving us back to her, her, her and her parents' place. And she's driving, and I'm like, okay, um, I know that I want to marry this woman, even though I don't personally know her, know her. <laughs> we haven't had a date set, but we're going in these backwoods and backwoods and backwoods. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, where where are we Back in going? the hollers That's I mean, where I live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was almost scared me a And, in fact, then we get on their road, and it's a one-lane one lane. I've never seen a mm-hmm. one-lane road before where people have to back up in driveways. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's everywhere back home. Yeah, up in the hollers. Exactly. <laughs> that's
0: just how it is.
3: And he came during so, hillbilly days, too. They stayed oh, at a hotel in right. Pikeville during <laughs> hillbilly
2: days.
0: Yeah, we yeah. stayed at a hotel right in right, the main hotel that they that the hillbillies stayed at. That's where we stayed. Oh, my goodness,
3: How crazy.
0: <laughs> so we got to yep. experience everything that Pikeville has offered right there in just a couple nights. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is yeah. fun. Oh yeah. So, so what kind of advice would you give somebody who's just getting? let's say that maybe let's say that maybe they performed a couple times, but they've got a great voice. Um, they have talent, but they don't know where to go or where to start. What advice would you give that person?
1: I get this question often, and. You know, it's one of those things where when I was growing up, when I literally had no idea where to turn and what to do and kind of where to perform at, one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I did that I feel like really helped me um, is I started performing at, like, local talent shows all around, like, whether it was at a school or um, maybe it was a fair or festival, and I actually won a um, recording um it was like, I think it was, I was 12, I want to say. I may oh, well. be wrong on that. But I won session time at a recording studio. <laughs> and that was really what opened the door for a lot of opportunities during that time mm-hmm. frame. So I went in, recorded um, a 10 song. Um, it was all cover songs. I wasn't writing any songs at that that time of my life. But I would have never gotten to that point if I hadn't of been doing all of those talent shows and, Festivals and fairs and just getting that experience. So I think really the biggest thing is do everything you can to grow Mm -hmm. your knowledge about it and Mm -hmm. experience and performing live and performing in front of people and writing songs and just surrounding yourself with people who are better than you because they Mm -hmm. will help show you the way.
0: That is awesome. Now, if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say Would come true in five years Where do you want to be in five years And I ask it this way for a reason Because five years ago In fact February 11th Made five years We interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, And um, Almost to the T of what she told us Back then
2: she's
0: She's pretty much living now So I like to ask it that way Because again If you had a magic wand And it would come true Where do you want to be in five years?
1: I would love to be able to be on tour with some huge household name, and hopefully at some point within five years I'll be actually headlining my own tour and being able to, you know, arenas or, you know, I would love to be able to play the Grand Ole Opry. You sound like Kelsey. Really? Uh, <laughs> like to play Very similar to Kelsey's answer. Absolutely. Aww. Well, i <laughs> one of my biggest dreams, honestly, and regardless, <laughs> five years, ten years, whatever, I've always <laughs> wanted to play the Grand Ole Opry. That's oh, something that's that is
2: awesome. on yeah. my
1: top list of things to do. So, um, there's I could sit here and talk for talk to you about it for hours <laughs> and hours, but I, I want to say, <laughs> headlining my own tour. Um and play in the Grand Ole Opry, maybe maybe yeah. be a dang member of the Grand Ole Opry. Oh yeah, absolutely yes.
0: We're gonna dream. Let's 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 bring it all out. Yeah, the, the vision board, everything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> now you you probably get asked thousands of questions, and probably a thousand different ways. Is there any question that you wish people would ask you, but they never do?
1: Hmm, I don't think so, other than <laughs> I get I get asked so many questions. Nobody asks me if I have dogs or cats, <laughs> if I'm an well, animal. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you a dog person or cat person?
1: Growing up, I was always a dog person. Um, we always had collies. We used to raise pigs, and so they were mm-hmm. a big help you know, there on the farm. But as I've gotten older, um, I've adopted three cats. And <laughs> I, I, we never, ever had cats growing up. In fact, I kind of thought they were, I hate to even say it, but I thought they were gross because of their claws, like if they, you know, got a hold of you or something. Well, my and mm-hmm. mamaw used to tell me growing up, so it was like just burnt in my brain. But they are not at all. They are not gross. They are the sweetest things ever. So I can't yep, really determine they are. if I'm more of a cat person or more of a dog person, but I recently just got um, a little, he's a Cocker Spaniel. He's five months old, but his name's Ruger. And Aww. he keeps me on my toes, guys. He is oh, wow. a handful. He, <laughs> he chases the cats around, he doesn't like them. Um, the cats do not like him. It's just, it's a full time job in itself, <laughs> keeping him in, in line. <laughs>
0: What's what's <laughs> funny is I've always been a dog person myself, and we where we live in our, now. I guess we've been here for like fifteen years, and when we first mm-hmm. moved in to our place, um, Sandy always loved cats. Well, cats and dogs, but she's big. Cats. Oh yeah, always had both grown this up. This little mm-hmm. this little bitty brunt of like eyes all matted up ends up on our porch, and I don't mind. I didn't mind cats. I'll pet them all, but I don't want a cat. And yeah. then, and then of course we'd feed it. She would feed it, and then it'd go on its own merry way. And did this for a couple of days, and then Sandy. And kept coming was, back. And Sandy's Aww. like, "Well, can we keep it? If it co- if it comes back, can we keep it?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm thinking, well, if it's this small, it probably wouldn't use a litter pan." So I made a deal with her. I was like, "We'll get a litter pan if it'll use it. It's yours." Well, needless to say. It wasn't five minutes in and it used that dang thing. <laughs> it did. So and, and you know what? Wait, you we, know. We've had it. I've been a cat lover ever since because the, the cat made me a is cat She's the
3: sweetest.
0: I mean, she even lets these
3: kids and their baby pull on her ears, pull on her tail, and she will and not she bother shit. them. She, she just Aww. stays by them all the time. She
0: loves these kids. She's the sweetest. That Cause, is cause so we saw, sweet. Well,
1: I'm sure you're... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Because we, we saw when we got little Chris, because everybody kept saying, if you got cats, the odds are you'll have to get rid of a cat when you have kids. Mm-hmm. So we were scared of that. So we were like, oh, God, when little Chris was born, we were scared. no, she? Yeah. I don't know. She, she took to them. him
3: right away. She always loved him, and now she loves her, her little 11-month-old Caitlin. She she stays Aww. by them all the time. So
1: sweet. <laughs> that is just so sweet. Well, I'm sure you're probably like, why would she want people ask her about dogs or cats or <laughs> what about something <laughs> else but the reason why i, I just mm-hmm. i'm very passionate about a lot of different things in my life and animals are one of mm-hmm. them i just oh, yeah. feel so yeah. strongly about i love my animals so i love to talk about yeah. them and Our also family. love uh, they are they are, are sure. family so that's yeah. the reason why <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> well as we end, as we end this Tell everybody how they can reach out to you.
1: You can find me on Um My Instagram handle and my Facebook and everything is attached there. And you can also find my music on com.
0: That is awesome. You know what? We loved having you. Really enjoyed this.
1: Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. And um, I just appreciate you guys supporting up-and-coming artists, whether it's females, male, whatever. Like, it's just really an amazing thing to see, um, to see support um, from people. So I appreciate it very much.
0: Well, like I always tell people, we'll do our part. You just go do your part yeah. and go, go change the world with your music. I love it. And hopefully in maybe six months we can have you back and see if there's any updates and, and maybe a marriage by then or I guess. Um, we're getting married in
1: October.
0: So October. Oh, um, October girl, that's a good we
1: month. Got... Oh, that's the month we got October married. 5th. Oh really
3: October 5th for a... exciting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well there'll be plenty to talk about in six months because 'cause I'll be, you know, doing the European tour and of course I'll still be doing US dates and you know, in between all that planning a wedding. So it's gonna be a while. That'll one. be awesome. Oh, all right, busy year. It was yeah. really
0: it was really great having you on. Thank yes
1: you very word.
0: much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed what just happened. Caitlin Baker's really awesome. Go support her. Go buy her stuff. Go buy her merch. Go buy her albums, her songs. She deserves it, and you deserve to support the women in country because we support them. But tomorrow we have nobody. Um, we were going to do the, no the music, <laughs> music mm-hmm. business like we always do every Wednesday, but a lot of the people were at a big big um, CSR um, seminar tomorrow um, up in Nashville. So we decided, you know what? We'll just hold off until next week. We got a really great special guest next week. So we're excited about that. But anyway, um, we'll see you Thursday, though. Got an awesome person Thursday and awesome Friday, but we'll talk, we'll see you in a few days.